0: Hebrews chapter 6-9 through 9 is today's Bible reading. From the Amplified Bible. Thank you for being with us today. Let's pray. Dear Jesus. Help me understand your word. The words I'm reading today. Help me to love others. As you have. And do. Love me. Amen. Let's begin reading in. Hebrews chapter 6. The Peril of Falling Away. 1 Therefore let us get past the elementary stage in the teachings about the Christ, advancing on to maturity and perfection and spiritual completeness, doing this, without laying again a foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God, 2 of teaching about washings, ritual purifications, the laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment. These are all important matters in which you should have been proficient long ago, 3 and we will do this, that is, proceed to maturity, if God permits. 4-4, 4-4, four, four, is impossible to restore to repentance, those who have once been enlightened, spiritually and who have tasted and consciously experienced the heavenly gift and have shared in the Holy Spirit, 5 and have tasted and consciously experienced the good Word of God and the powers of the age, world, to come, 6 and then have fallen away, it is impossible to bring them back again to repentance, since they again nail the Son of God on the cross, for as far as they are concerned, they are treating the death of Christ as if they were not saved by it, and are holding him up again to public disgrace. 7 For soil that drinks the rain which often falls on it and produces crops useful to those for whose benefit it is cultivated, receives a blessing from God. 8 But if it persistently produces thorns and thistles, it is worthless and close to being cursed, and it ends up being burned. Better things for you. 9 But, beloved, even though we speak to you in this way, we are convinced of better things concerning you, and of things that accompany salvation. 10. For God is not unjust so as to forget your work and the love which you have shown for his name in ministering to the needs of the saints, God's people, as you do. 11. And we desire for each one of you to show the same diligence all the way through, so as to realize and enjoy the full assurance of hope until the end. 12. So that you will not be, spiritually, sluggish, but will instead be imitators of those who through faith lean on God with absolute trust and confidence in him and in his power, and by patient endurance, even when suffering, are, now, inheriting the promises. 13 For when God made the promise to Abraham, he swore, an oath, by himself, since he had no one greater by whom to swear, 14 saying, I will surely bless you and I will surely multiply you. 15 And so, having patiently waited, he realized the promise, in the miraculous birth of Isaac, as a pledge of what was to come from God. 16 Indeed men swear, an oath, by one greater than themselves, and with them, in all disputes, the oath serves as confirmation, of what has been said, and is an end of the dispute. 17 Inches the same way God, in His desire to show to the heirs of the promise the unchangeable nature of His purpose, intervened and guaranteed it with an oath, 18 So that by two unchangeable things, His promise and His oath, in which it is impossible for God to lie, we who have fled, to Him, for refuge would have strong encouragement and indwelling strength to hold tightly to the hope set before us. 19 This hope, this confident assurance, we have as an anchor of the soul, it cannot slip and it cannot break down under whatever pressure bears upon it a safe and steadfast hope that enters within the veil, of the heavenly temple, that most holy place in which the very presence of God dwells, 20 where Jesus has entered, in advance, as a forerunner for us, having become a high priest forever according to the order of Melchizedek. Hebrews 7. Melchizedek's priesthood like Christ's. 1 For this Melchizedek, king of Salem, priest of the Most High God, met Abraham as he returned from the slaughter of the kings and blessed him, Two and Abraham gave him a tenth of all, the spoil. He is, first of all, by the translation of his name, King of Righteousness, and then he is also King of Salem, which means King of Peace. 3 Without, any record of, father or mother, nor ancestral line, without, any record of, beginning of days, birth, nor ending of life, death, but having been made like the Son of God, he remains a priest without interruption and without successor. 4 Now pause and consider how great this man was to whom Abraham, the patriarch, gave a tenth of the spoils. 5 It is true that those descendants of Levi who are charged with the priestly office are commanded in the law to collect tithes from the people, which means, from their kinsmen, though these have descended from Abraham. 6 But this person, Melchizedek, who is not from their Levitical ancestry received tithes from Abraham and blessed him who possessed the promises, of God. 7. Yet it is beyond all dispute that the lesser person is always blessed by the greater one. 8. Furthermore, here, in the Levitical priesthood, tithes are received by men who are subject to death, but in that case, concerning Melchizedek, they are received by one of whom it is testified that he lives on, perpetually. 9. A person might even say that Levi, the father of the priestly tribe, himself, who received tithes, paid tithes through Abraham, the father of all Israel and of all who believe. 10 For Levi was still in the loins, unborn, of his forefather, Abraham, when Melchizedek met him, Abraham. 11 Now if perfection, a perfect fellowship between God and the worshipper, had been attained through the Levitical priesthood, for under it the people were given the law, what further need was there for another and different kind of priest to arise, one in the manner of Melchizedek, rather than one appointed to the order of Aaron? 12 For when there is a change in the priesthood, there is of necessity a change of the law, concerning the priesthood, as well. 13. For the one of whom these things are said belonged, not to the priestly line of Levi but to another tribe, from which no one has officiated or served at the altar. 14. For it is evident that our Lord descended from, the tribe of, Judah, and Moses mentioned nothing about priests in connection with that tribe. 15. And this becomes even more evident if another priest arises in the likeness of Melchizedek. 16. Who has become a priest, not on the basis of a physical and legal requirement in the law, concerning his ancestry as a descendant of Levi but on the basis of the power of an indestructible and endless life. 17 For it is attested, by God, of him. You, Christ, are a priest forever. According to the order of Melchizedek. 18 For, on the one hand, a former commandment is cancelled because of its weakness and uselessness, because of its inability to justify the sinner before God, 19 For the law never made anything perfect, while on the other hand a better hope is introduced through which we now continually draw near to God. 20 And indeed it was not without the taking of an oath, that Christ was made priest, 21 For those Levites who formerly became priests, received their office, without, its being confirmed by the taking of, an oath, but this one, was designated, with an oath through the one who said to him. The Lord has sworn. And will not change his mind or regret it. You, Christ, are a priest forever. 22 And so, because of the oath's greater strength and force, Jesus has become the certain guarantee of a better covenant, a more excellent and more advantageous agreement, one that will never be replaced or annulled. 23 The, former successive line of, priests, on the one hand, existed in greater numbers because they were each prevented by death from continuing, perpetually in office, 24 But, on the other hand, Jesus holds His priesthood permanently and without change, because He lives on forever. 25 Therefore He is able also to save forever, completely, perfectly, for eternity, those who come to God through Him since He always lives to intercede and intervene on their behalf, with God. 26 It was fitting for us to have such a High Priest, perfectly adapted to our needs, holy, blameless, unstained, by sin, separated from sinners and exalted higher than the heavens. 27 Who has no day-by-day need, like those High Priests, to offer sacrifices, first of all for His own, personal, sins and then for those of the people, because He, met all the requirements and, did this once for all when He offered up Himself, as a willing sacrifice. 28 For the law appoints men as high priests who are weak, frail, sinful, dying men, but the word of the oath of God, which came after the institution of the law, permanently appoints as priest a son who has been made perfect forever. Hebrews 8. A better ministry. 1. Now, the main point of what we have to say is this we have such a high priest, the Christ, who is seated in the place of honor at the right hand of the throne of the Majesty God in heaven, to a minister officiating priest, in the holy places and in the true tabernacle, which is erected not by man, but by the Lord. 3 For every high priest is appointed to offer both gifts and sacrifices, so it is essential for this one also to have something to offer. 4 Now if he were, still living, on earth, he would not be a priest at all, for there are priests who offer the gifts, to God, in accordance with the law. 5 They serve as a pattern and foreshadowing of, what has its true existence and reality in, the heavenly things, sanctuary. For when Moses was about to erect the tabernacle, he was warned by God, saying, See that you make it all, exactly, according to the pattern which was shown to you on the mountain. 6 But as it is, Christ has acquired a, priestly, ministry which is more excellent, than the old Levitical priestly ministry, for He is the mediator, arbiter, of a better covenant, uniting God and man, which has been enacted and rests on better promises. A new covenant. 7 For if that first covenant had been faultless, there would have been no occasion for a second one or an attempt to institute another one, the new covenant. 8 However, God finds fault with them, showing its inadequacy, when He says. Behold, the days will come, says the Lord. When I will make and ratify a new covenant. With the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. 9 Not like the covenant that I made with their fathers. On the day when I took them by the hand. To lead them out of the land of Egypt. For they did not abide in my covenant. And so I withdrew my favour and disregarded them, says the Lord. Ten, for this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, says the Lord, I will imprint my laws upon their minds, even upon their innermost thoughts and understanding, and engrave them upon their hearts, affecting their regeneration. And I will be their God. And they shall be my people. Eleven, and it will not be necessary for each one to teach his fellow citizen, or each one his brother saying, Know, by experience, have knowledge of, the Lord. For all will know, me by experience and have knowledge of, me. From the least to the greatest of them. 12 For I will be merciful and gracious toward their wickedness. And I will remember their sins no more. 13 When God speaks of a new covenant, He makes the first one obsolete. And whatever is becoming obsolete, out of use, annulled, and growing old is ready to disappear. Hebrews 9. The Old and the New. 1. Now even the first covenant had regulations for divine worship and for the earthly sanctuary. 2. A tabernacle, sacred tent, was put up, the outer one or first section, in which were the lampstand and the table with, its loaves of, the sacred showbread, this is called the holy place. 3. Behind the second veil there was another tabernacle, the inner one or second section, known as the holy of holies, 4. Having the golden altar of incense and the ark of the covenant covered entirely with gold. This contained a golden jar which held the manna, And the rod of Aaron that sprouted, and the two stone tablets of the covenant, inscribed with the Ten Commandments, five and above the ark were the olden cherubim of glory overshadowing the mercy seat. But we cannot now go into detail about these things. Six now, when these things have been prepared in this way, the priests continually enter the outer, or first section of the tabernacle, that is, the holy place, performing their ritual acts of the divine worship, seven but into the second, inner tabernacle, the Holy of Holies. Only the high priest enters, and then only, once a year, and never without, bringing a sacrifice of blood, which he offers, as a substitutionary atonement, for himself and for the sins of the people committed in ignorance. 8. By this the Holy Spirit signifies that the way into the holy place, the true holy of holies and the presence of God, has not yet been disclosed as long as the first or outer tabernacle is still standing, that is, as long as the Levitical system of worship remains a recognized institution. 9. For this, first or outer tabernacle, is a symbol, that is, an archetype or paradigm, for the present time. Accordingly, both gifts and sacrifices are offered which are incapable of perfecting the conscience and renewing the inner self of the worshipper. 10. For they, the gifts, sacrifices, and ceremonies, deal only with clean and unclean, food and drink, and various ritual washings, mere external regulations for the body imposed, to help the worshippers, until the time of Reformation that is, the time of the new order when Christ will establish the reality of what these things foreshadow, a better covenant. 11 But when Christ appeared as a high priest of the good things to come, that is, true spiritual worship, He entered through the greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is to say, not a part of this, material, creation. 12 He went once for all into the holy place, the holy of holies of heaven, into the presence of God, and not through the blood of goats and calves, but through His own blood, having obtained and secured eternal redemption, that is, the salvation of all who personally believe in Him as Saviour. 13 For if the sprinkling of, ceremonially, defiled persons with the blood of goats and bulls and the ashes of a, burnt, heifer is sufficient for the cleansing of the body, 14 How much more will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal, Holy Spirit willingly offered Himself unblemished, that is, without moral or spiritual imperfection as a sacrifice, to God cleanse your conscience from dead works and lifeless observances to serve the ever-living God? 15 For this reason He is the mediator and negotiator of a new covenant, that is, an entirely new agreement uniting God and man, so that those who have been called, by God, may receive, the fulfillment of, the promised eternal inheritance, since a death has taken place, as the payment, which redeems them from the sins committed under the obsolete first covenant. 16 For where there is a will and testament involved, the death of the one who made it must be established, 17 for a will and testament takes effect, only, at death, since it is never in force as long as the one who made it is alive. 18 So even the first covenant was not put in force without, the shedding of, blood. 19 For when every commandment in the law had been read by Moses to all the people, he took the blood of the calves and goats, which had been sacrificed, together with water and scarlet wool and with a bunch of hyssop, and he sprinkled both the scroll itself and all the people, 20 saying, this is the blood of the covenant, that seals and ratifies the agreement, which God ordained and commanded, me to deliver to, you. 21 And in the same way he sprinkled both the tabernacle and all the containers and sacred utensils of worship with the blood. 22 Inches Fact Under the law Almost everything is cleansed with blood, and without the shedding of blood there is no forgiveness, neither release from sin and its guilt, nor cancellation of the merited punishment. 23 Therefore it was necessary for the earthly, copies of the heavenly things to be cleansed with these, but the heavenly things themselves required far better sacrifices than these. 24 For Christ did not enter into a holy place made with hands, a mere copy of the true one, but, He entered, into heaven itself, now to appear in the very presence of God on our behalf. 25 Nor did He, enter into the heavenly sanctuary to, offer Himself again and again, as the high priest enters the holy place every year with blood that is not his own. 26 Otherwise, he would have needed to suffer over and over since the foundation of the world, but now once for all at the consummation of the ages he has appeared and been publicly manifested to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. 27 And just as it is appointed and destined for all men to die once and after this, comes certain judgment, 28 So Christ, having been offered once and once for all to bear, as a burden, the sins of many, will appear a second time, when he returns to earth, not to deal with sin but to bring salvation to those who are eagerly and confidently waiting for Him. Hashtag amen. Read through. The Bible together. The Bible is made of 66 books. The Old Testament has 39 books. The New Testament has 27 books. We will be reading the New Testament over the next 90 days together. Like, share, follow, and read. Bible to Go. It is our prayer that you. Come to know Jesus. Love and worship Jesus. Daily pray to Jesus. And share with others what Jesus has done for you. Amen. Read through the New Testament in 90 days. Read and listen. With. Audio Bible 2 Go. Thank you for being here. Listening and reading the Bible daily with Bible 2 Go. Sincerely. Michael and Michelle Shell. Join us again. Tomorrow.